This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. In five, four, three, two, one. What's up, you silly, silly, stupid sons of bitches? How you guys doing today? We have a very, very special guest. I'm talking about the light-skinned princess (laughs) from Virginia. I'm talking about the silky head straightened as fuck. Bozy Bozington. You know, you complimenting my hair is the best compliment. I love Did it. Did I ever tell you about the one time that I almost pushed back my JK News shoot because I bought cheap weave and I was like, You're going to get judged. David's going to come here. Because <laughs> it was bad. It was so bad. I would have looked at you and said, You got that $9.99 pack, dude. Dude, yes. Super serious. You I was trying to get something that was pack. like, Okay, well. Yeah, I, I, I still think I have the text message where I texted Tiff and I was like, is David going to be at the shoot? And she was like, no, I don't think he's going to be there. I was like, all right, I can still make it. Oh, my God. I'm serious. I will send it to you after this, too. I'm going to clown on you. I was just taking you aside. It's like, you going through something? <laughs> like, what's going on? Like, you got you got a couple of issues? Like, what's going on? But here we are now. Yeah, it looks fantastic. <laughs> I fucking you. love it. Thank you. Like, you all professional and shit. I don't like this. What? Well- <laughs> I don't like you dressing all professional with the fucking button up. You look all adult and shit. I know. I How know. did this happen? I don't know. I don't like it though. Usually you got your titties out. You fucking. <laughs> I know. Normally, I, I I don't. And it was like overnight too. You know. I, and like seriously, I put bows in a bag. Like yeah. when I got when I got the new like wardrobe because like the mm-hmm. office I work at now it's like um it like there's a bunch of attorneys that work there it's very mm-hmm. buttoned up and corporate like not like there's a lot of places in LA that it's like you work in Santa Monica and you can wear sweatpants and one fucking flip flop you know yeah 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 but like they're they they're old school so I kind of had to conform to that but like I like it I like it and so you're you're like straight up straight up corporate corporate oh yeah like not LA corporate it's like corporate corporate that's wild to me because like i feel like everybody who went on a social media platform decided to go away from that and then you are so successful on that platform and then you said fuck it like usually people are bad at this shit and then they disappear you know what i'm saying but you are successful like not not only do you have the personality for it you got the looks for it you got the the whole spazazz or whatever fucking white people say (laughs) i've like Never you, heard anyone from any race say Shabazz. I don't know. Shabazz? Isn't that Shabazz. a word? I think that's a, I think that's a Jewish I'm term. I'm sorry, but you know what? Go on. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, you had, like, the whole thing going for you. And, like, I, you just decided, like, I remember just reading a tweet. And you're like, yeah, you know, this corporate job. I was like, corporate job? <laughs> what do you mean, corporate job? Dude, I thought about this the other day because, like, I started, like, this, okay, this is, like, the whack thing I'm going to tell you. I started writing in a grateful journal, like, a gratefulness journal. 
And okay. like, you know, and it, it helps me get more positive because I always used to be like a super negative person. And like that, that shit is so last year. Like I'm over it, you know. But yeah. um, one of the things I thought about, I was like, damn, somebody must have been really mean to me in high school because I went from being a cast member on a YouTube channel with like 7 million subscribers to just being a marketing director in Beverly Hills, like in just a few weeks. Like, I, and I was like, this is sick. And I'm just going to ride it out. Like, I I can't believe it. Like, I'm kind of proud of myself. But also, I'm like, damn. I was like, somebody was mean to me. That's somebody fucking was real wild. Mean to me. Like, you're on the, now you're on the opposite end of the people that I have to deal with. Right? You because you're a marketing director. Oh, so yeah, it's yeah. like, it's it's complete. Well, at least you have experience in, in, new, in the I'm new the media world. I'm the puppet master now. Yeah, which <laughs> you basically are, which is kind of wild. But you know what, though? Like, it's good to have you on that side because you do have social media experience. Mm. Right? And you know what's on the side. Because usually what happens is when we deal with people who are marketing directors, they assume what it's like on this side. Yeah. And, and that's, and you know, that's something that I've, that I've been dealing with because I, I work with, like, a lot of attorneys and stuff right now. Um, and basically my plan is to hop into this industry, you know, just get my hands dirty, understand it. Um, you know, I got my title, we're building the resume, and then I'll probably return to entertainment, but still stay on the marketing and like, you know, C-suite side. So like, oh, yeah. So you're thinking about doing a comeback? Oh, I'm, oh, I'm coming back. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's so wild. <laughs> like, I don't know if like, well, this is my comeback, right? So if I quit, Let's say if I quit doing YouTube, right, then I just have to go back to working at a black beauty supply store, which my, my, my fallback is way different than yours, you know? Oh, well, okay. Are we, are we going right into, like, how this even happened? Yes, because okay. that's what I really want to do. I'm just, I'm just chopping it up just to hear the bullshit. But I really have I, you here I, because I, there is some motherfucking tea yeah. to be fucking drank and spilt. There is, there is, um... I mean, just as a, as a precursor, just to let everybody know... Let them know who you are, what you did before prior to being a marketing director. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, um, so I started out, I started out, uh, actually even rewind fat, like further, I was bartending in Virginia and then I decided I'm gonna go bartend in Vegas. I didn't like Vegas. And so then I went back to Virginia and I started streaming on Twitch. I thought you say stripping and I was like, what? No, but my roommate, she was a stripper and like, it started to become normalized to me and it kind of scared me because I was like, if I stay here longer, I'm going to fall into this lifestyle because when you're around it a lot, it's like, it's like your morals just get kind of like, I'm not mm. saying that it's like moralist to do that, but like, I, your values, this is values. my values, your personal values, Yeah, my yeah. personal values. And like the longer I was around it, I was like, damn, I'm going to fall into this. And I didn't want to fall into that. So, yeah. you know, in Vegas, I was just getting wasted every night and like, you know, just hanging out with people that weren't the best. And um, so I decided to leave and went back to Virginia and didn't really know what to do. And uh, I started streaming on Twitch because I've been I've been playing video games since I was like, God, I don't even know. Like, yeah, forever. That that was my thing, you know, online. I just like escaped to playing video games because I was like very rejected by people for a lot of my life. So suddenly you can, uh, yeah. you know, you can just hop online and these people don't know what you look like. They don't know what you're about. They just they just accept you. If you're yeah. good at the game, they accept you. And you know, for a person that had horrible self esteem, I I gained my I gained, <laughs> I gained a lot of my self esteem just by being good at these games and getting better at these games because that's how I learned to have people accept me. Yeah. And um, so gaming is very very like close to me. It like built the foundation for kind of who I was. And so it was kind of natural for me to start streaming on Twitch. I want to say like in 2014. So I did that for a while, and like one day I get like a call from this company, and they're like, "Hey." 
we like what you're doing. You want to come out to L.A. and do this out here? And I'm oh, like, like okay. that. It was it was just like a direct line. Yeah. Yeah. They hit me up and I was like, OK. So I went through like two auditions and eventually they were like, oh, this is for Smosh. And like I I, I looked it up and I was like, because I knew what it was, but like I hadn't really kept up with it. And I was like, oh, you guys do honest game trailers. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then like there was a whole cast behind it and this whole thing. So, you know, I went through, I went through, I did all the auditions and then, you know, I made the cut and I moved out to LA and I joined Smosh. Um, and it was tight. It just like it like I call it serendipity because it came out of nowhere. So you just like you just up and fucking leave shit, huh? You just fuck it. What's that? What's that say? You throw caution to the wind. You just caution like, to the wind. Is well, that what it is? I mean, I don't know. I, like I don't think I would have done it if I didn't come out to LA with a salary. You know? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, because, you know, I'm not ballsy like that. I have anxiety, David. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know? Um, so, yeah, I joined Smosh. I joined Smosh. But I left Smosh. I mean, there was a lot that happened with the company, but, the com- you know, the channel itself was still being sold. And, you know, as far as I know, everyone is still on board. Huh. Yeah. I mean, the quick background, too, is, like, Smosh went through this whole thing where they just... Well, basically, they were supposed to disappear because they what? The company, the the parent company of Smosh filed for bankruptcy. They had a uh, they had an investor that last minute kind of looked at their credit and looked at like you know what was going on with the company, and they pulled out on this massive investment, and then suddenly the company couldn't make payroll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they. But I mean, they had they made some like I, in my opinion, I felt like they made some bad business decisions as far as like they had um, an office in Times Square, an office in San Francisco, an office in Chicago. I heard the Holy office in, in Times Square each. Each room had like personalized wallpaper. If it was your office, you could pick your own damn wallpaper. Like, what, what is that fuck? for? You know? So, yeah. So, the parent company called Defy Media, they went bankrupt. You hear all that shit with like Shane Dawson and Matt Pat and all that? No. Yes. Matt Pat said the Defy. So, basically, before we get to um, why I left Smosh. Uh, <laughs> so, Matt Pat made a video where he was saying that uh, Defy was trying to sell all of its assets, including Smosh, because it knew that it was going under. But it was an MCN, so they were collecting money from other channels, like like Game Theorist, um, like Shane Dawson's Ryland, Ryland Adams channel. Like the MCN was like, hey, um, 100% of your check goes to us. We take 10%. We protect you from copyright, you know, a lot of other stuff. We promote your channel, and then we send you the 90%. Well, before the company shut down, they held everyone's checks for two months to make the company look more profitable. <gasps> yeah. And and then the company shut down and nobody got their money. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, so all those YouTubers didn't get their AdSense. It was about $2 million of AdSense. <gasps> Dude, see, this is why I'm saying this is why I stay poor. Because poor people... <laughs> Poor people don't got to deal with none of these fucking problems. Because you don't about... expect, yeah, like if I'm expecting a check for like $100,000 and I don't get it, I'm pissed. That's what I'm saying. I'm That's what I'm telling you right now. You guys think I I suck. No, it's because I choose to stay poor. That's fucking wild. How does, that's so amazing. I mean, I mean, I know it's a bad story, but it's kind of amazing how like a couple of YouTubers got to a point where their company blew up that fucking big. But it was only because Defy Media bought them out, right? Mm. It, it was their influx of money. No, they no Defy was like it was Defy was like a startup. Smosh, I believe, was its first acquisition. And it used the name Smosh to get other channels to join its MCN. Oh shit. Yeah. That's that's kind of I, I feel like that's kind of how a lot of these MCNs started, right? With uh with with the one that was sold to Disney Maker. Yeah, wasn't that like five hundred million dollars? <laughs> it then was when, something ridiculous. Yes, and then when Disney got it, they were like, mm, nom, 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 and then they opened the box and there there was nothing in there. Yeah. 
fucking nothing. Yeah. I mean, but that's 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 the thing. It's like it's a whole new industry. New yeah. media is a whole new industry. So there's ways that you can swindle your way around doing certain things, you know, because there's not a lot of laws and regulations in place. People hate laws and regulations, but they don't understand that not everyone is a good or smart person and yeah. they will fuck you over. And that's why those regulations are in place. Yeah. I mean, especially when it came to that that whole acquisition, like slowly you started to realize specifically like people in Disney, I felt like they're very old fashioned. Like mm. even the way that I know people who work at Disney and how they run things, it's still very old fashioned. And then you get this social media thing coming mm. on and they're like, oh, we know how to run this. No, you don't. Yeah. They're like, let's just buy one because that's what yeah. those big companies do. Yeah, it's like we got we got, you know, 40 billion dollars. Let's just throw like a few million at this and see what happens. I mean, to them, it's nothing. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, well, they what, what do they own? Fucking uh, Star Wars. They own Marvel. They <laughs> own fucking, yeah, they true. own everything now. But I mean, still $500 million. That's, that's Dude, like, I wouldn't even know what to do with $500 million. I would, right? Like the I thought of just like, it, 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 it puts me into a panic, you know? I would be irresponsible. Oh, for sure I would be yeah, irresponsible. Would but be even irresponsible. my irresponsibility, I can't even think about how much money I could spend. Because the type of money I would spend, I would just walk down every street, find everybody I don't like, and slap the fucking shit out of them. Because you could, because you got money like And that. throw cash in their face. And then see what happens. Just slap. It's like, why'd you do that? Here's $10,000. Shut the fuck up. I want to get slapped. For ten thousand dollars, exactly. You wouldn't say yeah. shit yeah. if somebody slapped my face. If somebody whipped out their huge uh-huh. dick and they just used it as chapstick for my lips, mm-hmm. and they went like that, and they were like ten thousand dollars. I was like, you know what, dude? It was worth it. <laughs> and I go home, right? But I, like, like, and you were just talking earlier about like how you don't like being disrespected. I mean, imagine somebody just walking up to you and just slapping the fuck out of you, but then they hand you money. Oh, then I'm not disrespected. That was a trades of goods. It was a trade. <laughs> That was a barter system. That's what we did right there. We traded goods, all right? His self-esteem went up and my bank account went up. It's yeah, all good. That's true. That's true. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a shaky thing, but... We got to know why you left Smosh, though. That's that's I knew, that's. I knew that was. Coming. Oh, I gotta know. I got it because she has been hyping me up about. No, I, I wouldn't say hyping up, but like I, I, I kept haven't telling David I'm gonna save it for the podcast. Yeah, because I haven't. I haven't like talked to her in a minute, and obviously it's because you've been working like a regular job. I expect you to come back on on JK News, but obviously JK News has a very weird schedule. So yeah, it's like it's hard to. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's gonna be damn near impossible. So it, I mean, I I can eventually, but it's just like you know it was easier because like we can like do the podcast after hours, but yeah. you know like I'm gonna be back on JK soon, but. I have a story I was going to say for JK, but I might spill it here, but we'll get to that later. Oh. So, all right. So, why I left Smosh? <laughs> Clickbait, motherfucker. <laughs> it, it, dude. All right. But I'm actually going to tell you. I'm, I'm definitely, I'm going to tell you. And you you just, you just went. <laughs> I know. I'm licking my lips like I all saw right. a fucking stack of ribs. I was so, like, okay. mm-hmm. so, we got a little bit of tea, but also like just some real ass shit. Some, yeah. Some real ass shit. Yeah. So, um. Okay, so some people that, you know, some people watch Smosh. I know a lot of, like, JK, like, David fans and stuff, but there was a, there was a video that we put out. Uh, we filmed in December, I want to say, of 2017. Yeah. And um, so Smosh people, it's this video where we're like, thank you for watching Smosh. It's, it's just, like, it's really mm. cringy, but I had to, like, let them know, like, what the video was. Okay, so it was, like, okay. that video. And in the video, they lined up all of the cast in the front, and then they were putting staff, like the whole staff of Smosh in the background, and we kind of were like in Christmas Carol formation, right? Yeah. And so the cast was lined up first, and so we were sitting there for about 20 minutes while they lined everyone up. And um, I had this revelation, (laughs) because I was sitting there, 
And I was surrounded by, I want to say there was about 11 or 12 people in the cast at the time. I was looking around and I was like, these are some good looking, talented, funny kids. Yeah. And there's 12 of us and we're not all going to make it. Yeah. Like that's just some real shit. And I had to step back for a second. And I was like, it's ambitious to think that even one of us is going to make it and be successful in this field, battling it out with everyone in Los Angeles. And so I asked myself three questions, basically. I was like, do I have the connections to make it out here in L.A.? Do I have the drive to be the top of the entertainment industry? And, you know, do I have the skill to do so? Um, and, and like, this was all happening in that video, like, before the video was shot. Because I was, like, deep in it because I was like, damn, you know? Um, and, I, and I was like, well, I've lived in L.A. for a year, so I definitely don't have the connections. Mm-hmm. I've been a gamer for, like, 10 years. I've just been coasting, you know? And, and, this, and this opportunity fell on my lap. I, I wasn't out here like going and get it. I haven't been putting out content for years and, you know, dreaming of having my name in light. So I didn't have the drive. And then on top of that, I haven't perfected my comedy as a craft and I've never tried to do so. I find myself to be entertaining, but I'm not necessarily an entertainer. So for me to go across the board and say no to all three of those questions was really enlightening because I was like, I don't think that this is going to be my industry. I don't think that this is for me. And, you know, if I do become successful in it, I'm not going to take that away from someone who is fighting for it and has been fighting and dreaming for this for their whole life. Well, you're a really nice person. (laughs) I don't even think about it like that. I'm like, listen, I got all this opportunity. I'm going to take this from some motherfucker. And guess what? (laughs) Guess what? You didn't jump on it, stupid bitch. I I mean, but like, I mean, I also, I just knew that I didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't my top priority. And another thing about me is you got to stick to your values. And my values tell me that I have to be the best at what I'm doing. I have to be excellent. It's very important for me to be, you know, in the top 5% of are what I'm Japanese? doing. Are you Japanese? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I have to be excellent. I, I have to be I humble. must be. <laughs> if I don't become excellent, I have to kill myself <laughs> with a seppuku, a, a sword to the stomach. I mean, and that's what it was because, like, you don't. I mean, some people, I, how do I explain it? Like, I'm very competitive. Okay. I'm very, very competitive. So I, if I'm in the top 45 percentile, which is a sustainable entertainment career, you're still successful. You're still making money. You're still making moves. It's not, I'm not happy with myself. I have to do better. And to enter a field that I'm not really in control of my success was kind of scary to me. And it just wasn't my jam. You know, I wasn't about it. Yeah. So, so uh, after I realized that, that was in 2017, I started trying to look for ways within the company to build my resume because I wanted to stick out in LA, you know, yeah. I wanted to make it work. And, um, and, uh, I had like a boss that was like, oh yeah, um, well I, I can help you career path into marketing. Well, like weeks or months in, I realized that wasn't happening. So I started trying to create shows that I could put on my resume. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, and I made like two, I made one show that was like kind of funny, whatever. And then I came out with this court parody show that did insanely well. You know, the channel went from getting like 200,000 views per video to like this series was getting 1 million, like consistently. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, people love that shit. And so I was really excited about it. And I was like, damn, I can put this on my resume. I'm producing and show running. And so right before the company shut down, I was in the middle of getting this really fucking fantastic survival for survival. Uh, survivor style game shows approved where it was just all the castmates and we were gonna start boating each other off over shit it was like drama it was games it was yeah. it was funny it was so good it got greenlit we were going through we were starting to figure out where to put product placement and stuff like that this shit was happening and then the company shut down 
like out of nowhere. Um, I was a little nervous at first because my resume was not where I wanted it to be. I thought that I had like another year there and they told us we're not getting paid. We're not getting paid severance. We're not getting paid out for the next two months. And, and on the Wednesday that I was told this, we were told we may not have even been getting paid for Monday and Tuesday that we had just worked because the CFO had quit. It was just out of left field. So like my brain went into like panic mode and it was like, all right, what do we do? I went home. I wrote the fucking resume the day we got that letter and I started looking. And then about the first week that I started looking. So I would say this was around like November 6th. Okay. Um, the first week I started looking, I realized, okay, I have a producer resume. I went onto this website to like look for producer things. And the first couple ones I saw up there were 20 years experience, master's degree in film, producer of this, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I'm not competing with this. I was like, we're not doing this. This is not going to work. And I'm not going to sit here and struggle. Like I can struggle or I can set myself up. You know, I'm not swimming in a sea of actors. I'm not swimming in a sea of producers. I'm just not doing it. So uh, I just, I took a look at everything that I had as a whole and what skills I had. And I was like, I have some digital media experience. I have some marketing experience. I need to find a company that needs to make the switch to digital and hasn't yet because they need me just as much as I need them. Yeah. And that's what I did. Damn, that's fucking boss as fuck. Yeah. I, you I came a fucking out, survivor, dude. <laughs> I, I went into this company and I went in as the digital marketing manager. And I think within like 40, 41 days, I took over the marketing department. What the fuck? Yeah. Man, you make me feel like a piece of shit. Don't you ever meet my parents ever. <laughs> and then I'm going to tell them the whole... Don't you fucking dare. Well, you, 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 you sit there and you just be a stereotype. All right? That's what you need to do. <laughs> what is my stereotype? Country bumpkin, <laughs> black right. woman from Virginia? You sit there on a fucking porch with a piece of wheat coming out your mouth. <laughs> All right. That's Yo, what you do. Dude, I had like, you know, I had a minute like not to suck my own dick or anything, but I had a minute where like I got a letter from for Christmas from my grandparents and it had the address of where we used to live. And I realized and I never thought about this. And like there's some people that are like, well, I can't I can't make it here because this is how I was raised. This is my situation. I, I saw the address of where the house I grew up in and I just decided to Google it because, you know, nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> and I decided to Google it and I saw the house posting for it and I realized that I grew up in a thousand square foot house with six people and I just never thought anything of it like in the countryside in Virginia. Yeah. I, I never thought anything of it. Like that's where I'm from. That's where I was raised until I was like, I don't know, like eight years old or something. Yeah. Then we moved to a city but like that's that's where I came from and I never thought about that. I never let it stop me and like I'm gonna just keep fucking rolling. That's crazy though but your your idea of like just continuing to, to roll on is not just rolling on though. You're trying to master a craft. <laughs> and that is hard to do. And it's very hard for me to explain people. Like, for example, even starting this podcast, right? People don't understand what it means to really do something because you really want to be great at something or because mm. you enjoy it. Mm. People look at success as as just numbers, right? Yeah. So how much money are you making? All right. Or they'd see it in the value of what other people think about what you're doing. They go, Oh, well, why'd you do this? Because you were being you were more successful in that. Well, who says who? Mm-hmm. Says who? You're not in my shoes. You're not living my life. You're not going to have to wake up with these choices that you make every day. But I do. Yes. I have to wake up knowing the fact that I'm very unhappy. Just because you see this like external success, it doesn't – I don't fuck with it. I could give a fuck less what you think about how successful I am. I got to believe it. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So we got to wake up and we got to live with these choices. And that's pretty amazing because like for me, even on the outside, even though I say this, I was like, this bitch lost her fucking mind. Fucking corporate job. <laughs> but, but now that we talk, it makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Because in my mind, I, I assume that that the entertainment was like the only path that you really wanted to go to. But that's not really the case. No, I just, you know, it's it has served me and it served me incredibly well. Yeah. Um, and it was it was an incredible part of my life. And you have to you have to choose the next right step for you. Yeah. And, you know, for it, I, I think the reason why initially I gravitated towards entertainment was because I was very insecure. And I thought that if people liked me, I would like myself. And, you know, I had a point where I hit 100,000 followers on Instagram and I was so excited. And I realized that I still fucking hated myself. Yeah. Nothing had changed. It's nothing but a vanity metric. So I had to do a lot of soul searching and figure out why I was so unhappy and why I thought, you know, these things about myself and why I was looking for external validation. And and then that's a realization a lot of people don't don't get to come to because they don't get to see those numbers and realize that they're all empty, you know? Um, and I mean, there definitely, there definitely is a lot of love in a very supportive community, mm-hmm. but nothing, nothing fulfills you as much as patting yourself on the back. Finally, like the, if you've never done that before, it's so much more fulfilling. Yeah. External validation is very fleeting too, because mm-hmm. people's opinions about you change constantly. Oh yeah, they do <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all the time. They love you one day. They fucking hate you the next. Mm-hmm. So how can you base how you feel about yourself, about what other people say about you when they don't even know what the fuck they're saying about you too. Exactly. They'll love you one day. They'll hate you. They'll be whatever about you. They'll be like, okay, well now I love you again. It's like I can't, I can't sit here and wait for you to tell me what my value is because this is, this is just stupid. I haven't figured it out for myself yet. You know, and, and and that's the hard part too, especially with man. I read this. I don't know. I think he's a game. His name is Ninja or something. I don't know anything yeah, about the game. The game world, got, yeah, but somebody, one of my uh, friends, retweeted what he said. And the reason why he retweeted, he wanted me to see it. It's because he wrote this. It was something along the lines of when he sat, he goes, sometimes when I sad, I like, I like to go look back at my old comments to make me feel better. That, no. that That's what he tweeted. And then people fucked with that. They were, it had a fucking shit ton of retweets. And I'm like, is that the fucking, is that how you live? Like when you're sad, you look back at people sucking your fucking dick to make yourself feel better. That's so, but see, you know what? That's a, that's a mentality that sometimes has a slow rise or it has an overnight rise. Yeah. And and I feel as a person that realized that, you know, that this external validation was not my jam, you know, like, I feel like we kind of got the slow rise. We got to see the ups and downs of it over the years as it came. But for people that have the overnight thing, well, suddenly their brain switches and they have to have the external success because everyone's watching them. And mm. it sucks to be in an age where everyone can see how successful you are with numbers. Yeah. It's not it's not fair because then you feel this pressure to raise those numbers when, like you said, those numbers are not really indicative of success. It, it, it becomes like a person's value metric. It does. Like, and, and, and people can antagonize you on your value metric. Like – it's weird because they like I feel like um, actually not even feel like I've seen this with a lot of my friends uh, younger kids right they they literally base their group of friends on how many followers they have their interactions on Instagram and that they become the popular kids through that type of thing which is so fucking weird it's I mean, it was already hard enough when we were in school 
right? Oh so it's God. like the popular kids or whatever. But now there's an actual fucking number that you can see to place value on you as a human being. Oh, can you imagine being in high school and having Instagram right now? Like I would cry. Oh, for sure. I would cry. Somebody probably would have posted a story of me eating my lunch in the bathroom. Like, dude, no, no, fuck me up. They go to my page and like, there's like two selfies with, with one, what like zero likes and one comment. That's like, Hey, you fucking nerd. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah I, oh, it's pretty bad. Like, I, I don't get it. Like it's, it's, it's one of the things like like I um I, I I'm starting to think now where I had a conversation with my girlfriend and I asked her you know when we have a kid because we have a, a lot of our friends they they post their children up on on social media right but there's somebody who doesn't do it that's very popular Casey Neistat mm. Casey Neistat only shows the back of the head of his kid mm. right he doesn't want people to know our identity yeah and and there's like two sides two sides to that right it's like well I have this child why can't I just share the joy that I have with this kid these are memories yeah but then my my other side of the coin is. Why do you need other people to see your memories? That's, you know, that, yeah. So for me, it's like, I understand that there's value in having your kid there, right? Like, let's be real. Like when you, when a lot of people, like, like even Barton Joe, Barton Gio, not Joe, Barton Gio, right? Like they, they want to share the love of their kid, right? And I completely fuck with it. It's absolutely amazing. But if yeah. somebody asked me if I wanted to do that with my own kid, I don't know. Not because of maybe, you know, maybe not for so much for the kid's sake too, but also for my sake. I don't know if I can put my kid out there for that. Like, because even though like I'm on a social media space, I'm actually very, very private. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm super. Me too. Yeah, yeah me you, too. Like, I have a lot of fucking opinions. I'll tell a lot of my personal stories that I'm okay telling. And there's a lot of fucking stories, but there's still that 30 or 40% that's very reserved that nobody will ever hear that shit, mm. you know, unless it's like off camera or something else. Right. You know, and for me, like to have my kid on that thing makes me a little worried. It's really personal. Yeah. It's it's a little too personal because it's like, I made that. Yeah. Like that's like the most personal, like that's so personal. And then but- I'm already putting the value metric on that kid before they even get to decide for themselves. Yeah. Like I'm saying here. Well, this is who you are as a person. You're connected to me. You're going to have X amount of followers, this, 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 and this, and this is going to be your life. And I'm already setting it in stone before I'm allowing this kid to develop who they are as a person. Right. And that's what scares me. And these aren't facts, by the way. This is just my thoughts and opinions. It's stuff that I'm worried about as somebody who doesn't have a kid yet. No, and I mean, like, I I totally get it because it has to do with, you know, like, your values. Like, what you, you know, if part of your value is being a private person, whereas some people, you know, that's not a part of their values. Yeah, it's it's it's, different. Yeah, it's totally different. Yeah, I just don't want, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm scared of, like, just because I see kids, like, breaking under that type of pressure and for them to already be attached to a, 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 I guess, a quote-unquote semi-popular human being and then to have that space grow from that. It's just, it's just a weird thing. You know, I feel like I'm already, I'm already setting their, their destiny now before yeah. they even have a chance to to write their own. And that's the part that fucking scares me. And I, plus, I don't want my kid to be a little fucking shit either. I mean, seriously, because well, if you start if you start him off with all those followers, it's going to go to his head from the beginning, and he will never know what it's like to not base his own value on a metric. Yeah. He'll never know. Like a part but, of me. But yeah. at the same time, your kid might get pissed if you didn't share any of those followers and he's got to go to school and now he's got like, he's got like 23 followers well, and nobody cool. likes him. I'm going to jump him at school then. How about that? And they're going to be like, oh shit, he got jumped by David So. <laughs> you like, follow me. They're like, what the fuck? How come that kid looks like he's 40 years old? <laughs> oh, I'm going to fucking dress up with the overall and the little fucking spinny thing on the top. <laughs> it's like, 40 year olds don't even dress like that. <laughs> no, but 
see, that's, that's... Multicolor suspenders. But that's also why I fuck with you, David, because, like, you... And actually, you know, a lot of... Oh, no. Here, it's coming. It's the tea. <laughs> <laughs> say, say what you want. <laughs> that, see, I... I feel a lot of, like, genuineness and warmth between, like, you and, like, you know, like, other people that are in JK. Yeah. I was at Smosh for two years, and it was just cold. Every day. Oh, wow. Every single day. Like... I mean, I think that, I think that coming into that, this this is a, you know, this is not all of them, but some of them, this is a very tightly knit group of people that have been friends for five years. Yeah. You're not going to just walk in and be their friend. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I think early on, I think I was kind of weird. I was socially awkward. I'm sure I was unprofessional. Like these people are very, very professional, like super savvy business folks. And Mm. I just, I was just a kid that came in. And, um, you know, I learned a lot there, but I feel like I was never forgiven for some of the socially awkward, you know, ness that I had. And, you know, even looking back, I'm like, ooh, that was kind of cringy or that was that. But, you know, I never wronged anyone. And well, I, Like what? Like what would you do? Oh, I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like I would just like do embarrassing stuff or like I was like unprofessional or would speak at the wrong time or but like. You were unprofessional at a place called Smosh? Yeah. It, it's it's all it's all business, dog. It's all business. That's so weird. Like yeah, I would never think that. After uh, let's see, the the company had a falling out in November. I've a person there that I'm actually pretty good friends with. But other than that, I've gotten two text messages from them. I got a happy birthday from one person, and I got a uh, another hey. Uh, just wanted to let you know this is you know this is what's going on with Smosh. I hope you're doing well. And that's it. That's so weird because like even in a corporate setting, right? And mm-hmm. like in a corporate setting, like my girlfriend, she worked in a corporate setting after she moved from her job to the next one. She's working a new job now. She still keeps in contact with the people that she connected with. Like they still hit her up. They get lunch together. There's a connection after the job. So like it's it's kind of odd that – and it's even more weird from a place that started from YouTube because like you've been with JK, right? Like all of us, yeah. we have a huge family mentality. Yeah, exactly. And like I felt that from – you know, I worked with you guys before I went to your studio, and the day that I sat down in your studio, I was like, "Oh, this this is warm. This feels like home. These people are, these people are real." And um, it kind of sucked to, you know, to go into a place every day and not feel that warmth when you had to put that warmth on on camera. Yeah. And you know, it sucked to come in on a Monday and hear about some event or some party or some house party or just something that was going on that you didn't know about because you weren't invited. That's so what the fuck? That's yeah. so fucking weird, man. It and uh, um and you know, I, I spent a lot of time and I was like, "Okay, well it's me. Like I'm weird. Like I'm just fucking weird. I'm a weird person." Um and and to this day, I'm not You're not weird. You were just in a <laughs> sea full of white people. I <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing kind of. You know, I think it was, I think it was that it was all business and I, I'm like a puppy dog. Like I wanted, like I wanted more, like I wanted friendship. Like I wanted, like, I'm very, I'm a very vulnerable person and I'm happy to open myself up. And I had several times where, and I think that's another thing too. I think sometimes, you know, if there was some kind of issue or conflict, I would put my heart out on the table and it was just very cold. And I, I learned, you don't do that in business. You you can't be real with people. This is not a friendship. This is this is a business. Yeah. And um, but you know, 
in 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 that kind of sense, yeah, but not not so true though, because there are still companies that run outside of just YouTube, right? Like in animation and production, right? Yeah. Emotions do matter. That's why they have a fucking HR. People's emotions do fucking matter. There are connections that are being built at these companies. Yeah. So whatever Smosh was doing in the background that made you feel that way, I, in my personal opinion, like I said, I don't know them on a personal scale, mm. but me either. That's well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's. <laughs> That's that's on that's on that's on them. That's their company culture then because if they're thinking, yeah, I understand. I a hundred percent agree business is business, right? But when you're doing something with like along with production, TV and stuff like that, staff morale is huge. Yeah. It's so fucking but, big. But that's the thing. They were close. I was not a part of that circle. And there there was a few circles, mm. but I was not part of that circle. And I never felt welcomed in Let that me ask circle. you something. How many black people did Smosh have? <laughs> They got rid of my boy, and then and then there Why, was another. Because he, he was too dark. I know. That's I, what happened. That's <laughs> what happened. They said we don't trust him. <laughs> they called it. They called him a living shadow. This is a and that's what they said. This motherfucker. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But no, I mean, yeah, there was. Um, it was no. It was. Uh, I don't know. I guess I'm just fucking weird. Nah, but, I don't think you're weird though. Like I know weird because there's so this is what it is. There's okay, different categories okay. of weird, right? All right, what there's, category of weird am I? You're fun weird, right? You're okay. it's called quirky. So I'm weird. You know what I'm saying? Of course you're weird. You're like I'm <laughs> like I'm fucking like like I'm the fucking metric for normal though. You, see you know what I'm saying? I'm secretly like just a giant puppy dog or just a small <laughs> puppy dog. Like that's what I am. I'm, well, that's what I'm saying. Like you're, there's there's weird and then there's fucking weird you know what i mean okay. it's not like you're out here on in k-town sitting on a bench eating a can of beans shitting through a fucking bench like I, by the way that's something i actually did see okay and so like you're that's that type of weird right there's also the weird that just attention seeks all the time it's just really corny just fucking just a cornball and shit yeah there's yeah, that yeah. weird right that's- but you're just you're just a quirky weird like you're different that's all you know what i mean so that's a good weird. I like weird people. Everybody in JK is weird as fuck. You think Joe is normal? No. Joe is weird. That came out too fast, Joe. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, Joe is like the most fun type of weird dude I've ever met. Yeah. This motherfucker, like, he has a... But com- he's also smart as fuck. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, he has his... He- Joe's so funny to me. Joe will have a conversation and he'll do things that he expects us to know, but nobody in human earth will understand what's going on. Like, he'll say some shit and he'll be like, yep. Draws in the air and he goes... And then he goes, you get it? I'm, like, wait, wait, I'm sorry, what did you just do? He goes, I just wrote my words out. Yeah, b- bitch, how the fuck are we supposed to know what that shit you drew to the air? I didn't start paying attention until halfway through, so I only caught the last syllable of the word. How and the only reason why I knew it was like uh, an emphatic thing, because I saw him draw the exclamation mark. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very Joe thing to do. And you know what? The head motion would come too. Yep. And that's who (laughs) Joe is. You know what I mean? And that's a really weird type of weird. Bart's fucking weird too. I say like the most normal person in the fucking group, to be honest, which would probably be like the girls. Like Tiff. Geo. Like Geo's pretty normal. She's pretty like, you know, just normal. Nothing really out there. And same thing with Tiff. You know. Well, you didn't you didn't see the uh, JK News girls thing behind the scenes. Yeah, y'all were drinking though. That's a little different though, right? Weren't you? Y'all heard you guys were fucking sipping on some Damn shit. <laughs> and I can't remember who brought it up either. They were like, ladies, and I was like, and you know, also just because like, when you know what I was saying last time about like, you know, it was so cold, you yeah. know. So for them to be like, ladies, the bottle, we're going to Bali next week. I was like, is this what having a group of girlfriends is supposed to be like? I was like, this is so you lit. signed up with the wrong fucking this, company. Like, I know. You but no, came. I, I, I still look. You, I, I still got to be grateful. You know, of course, we still, but but fuck them. No. 
But I imagine there was like a moment where we looked at each other and I was like, say it. <laughs> I'll tell you this though, you know, I heard Smosh like the two guys are from Sacramento or like a part of Sacramento, yeah. but I heard yeah. they're from like Natomas though. Natomas is a bunch of rich white people, so I, I've oh. never, I never, I was never allowed there. Like I think I tried to go in there, there was a force field that bounced me right back out, <laughs> and like, they were like, mm, no. Yep, and I was like, what the fuck? I started miming towards this shit. I was like, the fuck is this? Nah, they were, they were cool though. I only met one dude. He was only there for a while, and like I didn't know it was when I first joined that he was about to leave, and like. I didn't really know him that well, but that dude was like always in his head. So like I should have known some shit was about to go down. Mm. Like we'd be on a shoot and he would just be sitting there. And they'd be like, Anthony. <laughs> oh, like shit. like it was yeah, there was a lot going on there. And like I Cause they were um I remember they had a did they have a movie on Netflix? Yeah, they had I think they had like two movies. But I mean that's how it goes. Once something is a sellable IP, they're like, put it on a lunchbox, sell it. Yeah. Ship it, stick it in my dick, like what, yeah. like whatever. Like I think I tried watching it, and then I you tried, yeah. with David, goodbye. <laughs> yeah, well, I like I turned it on, and then I started watching it, and then I took my TV and I threw it out the window. Oh. That shit was so fucking bad. Oh my god! And I, and I think that was like one of the first introductions that I had to Smosh because I knew of Smosh, but I never saw anything Smosh did. Mm. And so I was like, "Yo, for me, like." I may sound like a fucking hater, but I will say this. When I see a YouTuber succeed and then go to another platform, it makes me happy. Because mm. now it's like to the rest of mainstream media, it's like suck my fucking nuts, bitch. Yeah, that's true. You said we couldn't do it. Well, guess what? Here's the YouTuber that showed fucking facts that they yeah. can. And so when I saw Smosh, I was like, I know they're YouTubers. So fuck yeah, I got to support this shit. Right. That's, you know, I was thinking about that the other day because I saw a Pokimane. She's a Twitch streamer. And like she, I think she started probably just a few months or a few, like a year before I did. I saw her on Amazon Prime. I was like, hell yeah, girl. You go, girl. Yeah, that's what you I'm know? saying. Because like I, I'm on this new thing now where like I love seeing people succeed. Yeah. Like before I was just kind of like, not, actually no, before I was a fucking hater, David. Oh really? <laughs> I was a hater. I was a hater because I was so miserable myself. I needed everyone mm, to be miserable with me. Yeah. And now that like I'm happy and pretty chill, like I love seeing people succeed. And I, I know how it feels when people support me when I'm doing well yeah. in something. And so I'm like, I want to do that for everyone. You yeah, know? and to that credit too, like like I like I just mentioned, just because I don't like the shit that you do doesn't mean I'm not supporting what you're doing. Right. There's a lot of YouTubers out there who I think their product is absolute hot flaming garbage. Yeah, shit. Right? It's like a parade of garbage. Doesn't mean that reflects on you as a human being mm-hmm. though. Like I'm allowed to have an opinion on the art that you put out. Same thing with me. You could listen to this podcast and be like, yo, that guy, David, I don't get him. I, I don't think he should be successful. That's cool. Just don't be disrespectful to me. That's yeah, all. Yeah, like leave it. You know, it's like um, I posted a tweet the other day because like so many people, there's like a bandwagon where people like to hate on uh, Jojo Siwa, you know, the, the girl with the ponytail. She's a she's like a younger YouTuber. She mm. I think she's like sixteen or seventeen. Damn. She's like fucking six foot ten. I saw her at a convention one time. I, I thought she was on stilts. She's huge, but she dresses like a ten year old because that's her brand and that's her audience. And people are like, "Don't you think it's creepy that JoJo does this?" Like she's just making content. Like she's just making content, and they don't know how to transition her yet. It's like all business. Shut the fuck up and mind your business. Yeah. Like there, it's like. It, there's this weird thing where people think that all content should be for them, otherwise it's garbage. Oh yeah, man. They just want they just want the shoe to fit only on them. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. It's all about And that's the weird thing too. Like I I had to learn that shit too though, you know, you know, because like when I like Okay, let me just to be real, like I probably was a hater too when I first came in because mm. I started I, w- I came from traditional stand up, right? So I wanted to be a stand up comic and then everybody was doing this YouTube shit and I was like, it's just fucking whack. This is so stupid, dude. And mind you, like the first person that I saw who I actually really enjoy, um, I mean, he seems like a really dope person, right? 
I don't, really, I don't really like his videos, but he seemed like a really cool person. But the first video that I saw of somebody doing comedy was actually Shane Dawson. Mm. And it was in my sociology class in college. And they were showing uh, new media, like when it was just started to pop off. Yeah. And, they, and I, at this time, I didn't know that on YouTube you could create video content. I thought you just – it was somebody else who, who uploaded all this random shit. I didn't know that you could be a content creator on there. And I saw Shane Dawson on there. And I saw his stuff and I was like, whoa, this white boy is not funny. And I was like, <laughs> I, I, I was like, I could do this better. You know, and that was just me being competitive at the time. Right. Right. But, it, but it's what propelled you. Oh, exactly. Yeah. You know, until this day, spite is the thing that drives my engine. So it's, it's the Same. fuel. <laughs> you know, spite is the Same. fuel for me. You know what like, I mean? Like, I'll, like sometimes I'll have like a bad conversation or somebody will say some shit and then I'll get all in my head and I'll get sad. And I'm like, nah, light that fire. Let's yeah. go, baby. Let's fucking go. <laughs> like, yeah. Yo, you know what's funny, too? Because especially like, you know, with the film that I did, Gook. Like, we did this film, and it got into Sundance and everything else, right? Yeah, I saw that. I, so I did this film, and people, you know, when I was at Sundance, people were asking me, like, oh, so what was the motivation for this film? Was it because you don't see a lot of Asian faces on this stuff? I was like, in my mind, like, when I in the interview, I said, of course. Like, I, I, <laughs> I want to support my Asian brothers and sisters. Like, I want to be, we, 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 we can act. That's not it. It was a completely petty thing. I wanted to be signed by a bun- bunch of acting agencies, right? Mm. And they wouldn't sign me because they got burned by a lot of fucking new media people who wouldn't show up to their auditions. They thought they were better than these auditions, which, yeah. mind you, that's fine. You could think that, but just don't get signed to an agency and not go, right? And so I got burned and nobody would sign me. So I was like, oh, you think I can't act? Fuck you. I'm going to make a movie. And so that, that was the- uh, Oh, that and that, that was the, damn, you just outed yourself too. <laughs> But that, yeah, no, that's, and, and like, that's you ascending from the, okay, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. So the whole influencer thing, the yeah. title influencer, that's a title that Hollywood gave us to not let us be celebrities. Yeah. Even though some oh, people Oh shit, that's have, some fucking, uh, yeah. And, and, and then we just accepted it. We were like, yeah, influencer, that's what we are. But why is, you know, um, God, Amanda Cerny has like 20 million followers. She's bigger than a lot of TV stars right now. But yeah. she's no matter what, she's an influencer. She's yeah. not a celebrity. She's always an influencer. Hollywood gave us that name and we were like, Thank you, thank you, Father. Thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. we accepted it. And now you ha- it's so hard to break out of the title influencer. And I think that you've actually broken that mold. But yeah. a lot of people haven't and yeah. a lot of people won't because you have to step outside of you have to step outside of your circle. And some people won't step outside of their circle because that's not getting them numbers and recognition. That yeah. doesn't matter. And, you know, to that, too, like, I always tell people, it's like, well, they're like, okay, I'm going to do movies. Like, who says you have to? You don't have to do a fucking mm. movie. It's a different craft. It's 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 probably not your fucking lane. And it probably wasn't mine. I just did something out of spite. <laughs> I don't know why, but, like, okay, I saw <laughs> the, like, post for your movie, but I didn't see the movie. But for some reason, when you said that you're doing acting, yeah. I'm picturing you, like, naked, wrapped up in a blanket, like, <laughs> you know what? in a soft vignette, like, film you, <laughs> you know what it's probably i put that on myself because I, I i put myself butt naked in plenty of blanket sheets for no goddamn reason so, was that in the movie no but have you seen i'll show you some instagram posts so i did this whole series <laughs> that's what i was just Yo, picturing so i did this whole David. so i did this whole fucking series where i uh where i was just making fun of instagram girls mm-hmm. and so basically like basically any basic bitch that would put out a post that has nothing to do with whatever fucking like social justice cause that they're supporting, uh-huh. but they're half naked with their pussy out. And so I did my version of that shit and I did like 12 photos of it because I was going to do a calendar. <laughs> <laughs> you did 
you did you wait? Did you do it? I did do it. So it's, I put every photo out on Instagram, but it's it's pretty fucking scandalous. Like I I did some wild shit, and I gotta tell you, man. Like I'll probably never do it again. But <laughs> I need to see. These. It was during the time where I was like two hundred sixty pounds too, so it was ten times more funny. Mm. I was cracking the fuck up while I was doing it, <laughs> and I just remember I when I first started, when I put the first photo out right. It was me like up against this blue wall, like this blue wall here. And then I had – so there was a picture of a girl who put put on her jeans backwards where the ass is in the front and the zipper is in the back and she's showing her ass crack. So I did that photo. Okay. And I was butt naked just like that, just like this and shit. I lost like 2,000 followers. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I lost like – I lost 2K followers oh my God. with a quickness. Motherfuckers homophobic oh, as fuck. Like, oh. yo, I ain't trying to see that shit. Well, don't watch it then, bitch. <laughs> and you DM it to him. I'm trying to think of what, what I've done, what I've done to lose the most amount of followers in one full swoop. I can't This think podcast of, was one dude. for me. <laughs> this podcast was a huge thing. I lost like 8,000 followers. I was like, God damn, you motherfuckers hate me. What, like subscribers? Yeah. Like, oh, that's 8,000. That's... Yeah, it's not a big deal, but I'm kind of like, damn, dude, it's like that. But they're also, you know, anyone that actively goes out of their way to unfollow a channel, quite active. Like, like, let's think about that. That's like going to write a Yelp review for a restaurant that was four stars. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, let it be. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, that it takes a. lot. There I, are channels that I'm subscribed to right now. I don't want to see any shit from them. But, but I don't. I, but I don't go out of my way to unsubscribe. Like I don't give a shit. It's I not like the it. fucking algorithm works, anyways, and I'm seeing their stuff, anyways. <laughs> fucking youtube you fucking bitches it changes it changes, changes all, all the, the time. fucking time dude yeah the fucking matter that's so wild man like you're 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 a very fascinating person like you're so determined i didn't i didn't even know it now it, honestly you know what like it's so whack but like now i know i didn't know that before i and like it it's like it's like i've been through so much shit like in my life just like i've been through like a lot of shit and i've i've beat myself up for so long that like, and that's why I'm still thankful for the experience of Smosh because I was, I was clinically depressed for like 20 years. Yeah. Like horribly, horribly, like since I was a kid. And when you spend so much of your life, like, and everything is gray, you don't even know what it looks like to be, to be happier for things to be, for things to be in full Technicolor. And so when I came out to LA and I joined this company, everything was suddenly in Technicolor. Like, no matter what problems I had or, you know, you know, awkwardness or, you know, friendships that weren't really establishing, things were so much different than yeah. me sitting in my room streaming video games from midnight until 8 a.m. Everything was in Technicolor. So for that, I am forever grateful. But um, how do you play games like that? <laughs> Yo, I've been on it. Look, I, it is taking so much for me to get up from Apex Legends to come on this podcast. My black ass was up at 5 a.m. the other day on the kill board, almost late to work. I was up at 5 a.m. to play hours for to play games for three hours before work. How do you do that and then have a career? Dude, you're I, a fascinating human being. Oh, my God. David, stop. That's crazy. <laughs> There's some times where I'm so fucking horny, all I have to do is jack off, and I fall asleep. Like, I, I just sit there, I'm just like, you can do it, David. I'm like, you know what, bro? It's not worth it. <laughs> you got to fucking wash. You got to do all this. I just knock the fuck out. That, that's what I'm saying. That's, what? The type of, that's the type of laziness I have. No, I'm, dude, I'm lazy. I'm very. You are not, you are not, you are, you are not <laughs> fucking lazy. Don't you fucking ever say you're fucking lazy. I am. I feel like a piece of shit next to you. Do you understand? <laughs> David, I'm just trying to get paid. I, look, and the other thing is, I have a standard for myself. I have a standard yeah, for my like, my my like, needs and I'll my tell you life. This, people think I'm joking, right? They're like, "Oh, what are you gonna do when YouTube explodes?" I already told you, I'm sucking dick. Like, I got, 
Oh my God. I had the, when I was like, I was going through an Uber the other day. I got so sad, David, because I was going through Skid Row. And like, I always wanted to see Skid Row because it's like, you know, for people that don't live in LA, it's just, it's a- Oh, couple, it's another world. It's a couple, and I've heard that. It's a couple streets of just like, people are homeless, like streets mm. and streets and streets. And so like, I had never seen Skid Row before. And I was so curious about this because in Virginia, where I live, there's not really a lot of homelessness, like at all, yeah. you know? Um, and so like, it was, it was just interesting and I've heard so much about it. So like I drove by like the other day and I saw on the map, I was like, we're coming up on Skid Row. I was like, we're coming up on Skid Row. That's the first time you saw Skid Row? Yes, dog. And you know what I was surprised by? There are so many women. Yeah. There are so many women and they're like attractive women. And I'm like, oh Yeah, Skid Row too. Like like, what, what a lot of people don't know, like specifically for me, because I volunteered at Skid Row, like Thanksgiving and shit, giving out stuff, whatever. You give them socks? Uh, I, it was food, so I was doing all the food they stuff. They need socks. They need more than socks. They need I'm Jesus. <laughs> they need a prayer. They need some holy water and a nice bath. But like, you know, I'm not knocking on the homeless there. Right, like, right, what, right. What, what I'm saying is like, what people don't know about Skid Row. When we tell these stories on JK News about like homeless people, right? And like, oh, that's not what all homeless people are like. I didn't say all homeless people, bitch. Yeah. Go to Skid Row and you'll know what I'm talking about, dude. Like we tell these stories. Yo, I'm talking about. I saw a dude, right, who was. Black man, black male that was flinging around nunchucks, right? I was like, oh, what the fuck? This dude's in the broad daylight flinging nunchucks and shit. Dude, it was like, it wasn't even nunchucks. It was like kielbasa. This, this, motherfucker, like had, sausages. this motherfucker had sausages and he was just swinging around like nunchucks. Yo, how am I not supposed to laugh at that? That's just fucking wild, man. Dude, if one of those sausages flew off in the street and got run over by a car, I'd be so upset. I'd be like, that's my food. I have a collection of just these random things I saw at Skid Row. There was a dude that I saw just rocking on at the edge of a curb as I'm pump, as I'm about to pump and get gas. So there's this part on, uh, it's like Alameda. If you go, it's like a, it's a Vero gas station. This is just rocking back and forth. He just goes, oh, I'll suck your dick. <laughs> no. I got so fucking scared. I don't even know why my zipper was down, but I zipped that shit right up and I went right into my fucking car. I said, I'm out of here. Oh, no. I didn't even pump gas. I was just going to risk it. I was like, you, fuck why it. Why was your zipper down? I don't fucking know. No. I just, I had, <laughs> It's like he scared so my zipper down. I was like, no. <laughs> I think he was talking to me. He was like, I'm talking to you there, Dumpling. I'm like, oh, shit. He called you Dumpling? Uh, he said a lot of things to me. <laughs> no, I'm fucking around. I'm fucking around. But they had like, like dude, like Skid Row is, is, is different because it's a drug situation. So a lot of people who are Skid Row, they're drug addicts, right? So we're not talking about people who are just, you know, home. I'm, I'm, there are people like that. But, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. But that's a specific homeless area where there was a huge, like, for example, like a couple of years ago, there was a lot of deaths that were happening at Skid Row because there was a synthetic drug that was made and they were passing it around and everybody's trying to get high. And these people just started fucking dying on Skid Row. All the homeless people because, yeah. you know, they're, they're junkies and they're addicted to that shit. And it was it was something that was supposed to be really good and started killing people. Like that's the type of dire situation there. So when I tell you there's a man out there scooping his shit out of his hand and smearing against the wall. It's not a story I'm making up. It's some real fucking shit. Yeah, dude, okay. If you, if you were homeless, what would you do to get back on your feet? I just told you, I suck, suck some dick. dick. <laughs> no. Dude, and I was talking to somebody the other night, like, okay, you know, with with all with with all the yeah. stuff that's been happening, and like, I'm like, holy shit, you know, I have a career now. Like, yeah. I have an actual career. And it's been so, it's been such a weight off my shoulders because there's a question that all women ask themselves at some point in their life until they're all set up. And that's, and that's, am I going to have to suck some dick eventually to eat? 
God damn. I've asked myself that question so many times. You? You're the I, hardest working woman on earth? Because it scared me into working harder because I don't want to have to suck dick to eat dinner. I don't want to do... I know my mom's going to watch this podcast. You know what the crazy thing is? I would suck dick to eat dinner. Yeah, but I don't want to. And like, like you know, like I feel like, a, like I've had conversations with my friends before and they've been like, yeah, I've had to think like, what if I had to do something if like I didn't have my shit together? And so like, you know, when I got home from work one day, I was like... Yo, that's the best fucking like T-shirt ever, dude. You gotta have that fucking cat on the fucking telephone line. You know, just like I never had to suck dick for dinner. Never had to suck dick for dinner. You made it way more cohesive. But yeah, that's that's a real thing. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like because I know a lot of homegirls like. There's this one specific. I'm not gonna say her fucking name, but she's she's really good. She's really good at finessing dudes, right? Okay. In the sense of like this, like you know, she just worked part time job. She likes to get drunk and party, whatever. She was a really fun friend to have around. But like with her, like if she just like fucking, I ain't gonna work. She just some, find some dude, and then she would just fucking date them, bunk up with them, fuck them, and they would let him, let her stay. And you know they would be in like a relationship, but she doesn't really like them. She's just, you know, sugar daddy for the moment. Dude. Like, he would pay for his shit, and then she would just get back on her feet, get another fucking job, start partying and whatever, use his money until, uh, you know, he got sick of her. And she was so fucking good at that shit. See, guys don't got that. Guys, don't, we don't even have that option. Yes, could, we don't you, We don't have a... Oh, you could definitely suck somebody off for, like, Yeah, but the money 40, is not going to... Then the money's not going to be as good as yours. Like, my money's going to be bad. Like, I'm pretty you sure... You think I'm, I could charge more? A hundred percent. What the fuck? Hold on. A second. You think your dick sucking market value is the same as mine? I mean, mine is in pesos, <laughs> like denarii. I'm talking about some old fashioned money. Like your your hold. Is that how low do you see your fucking dick sucking number? I mean, kind of. I mean, I don't like as of right now. If, if people are watching this video and they put a, an auctioning bid for who. Whose dick would be sucked by whose lips? Mm-hmm. It's definitely not going to be mine. Oh yeah, I remember when I was in like fifth I'm all grade. <laughs> when I, no, you got no, you got some lips. You, David, you black. No, don't. <laughs> I I remember when I was in like fifth grade. Somebody told me I had DSLs, and like you know, I'm a child of the internet. So I'm yeah. like, oh, the internet. Like, no, nah, you got dick sucking lips. And I remember in fifth grade being like, you are a fifth grader. <laughs> And it's so funny with like when people talk about dick sucking lips because that's just a funny joke that we say. But the size of the lip doesn't doesn't make doesn't make the blowjob any better. It doesn't. I have never once in my life been like, let me flatten out my lips (laughs) to get maximum coverage. You know, like as long as you got some skin under here, like you're fine. Like you're absolutely fine. Like that's what matters. Exactly. Get you a girl with an overbite. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because she's got more upper lip space. Yeah. Like that—that that is not. That Yo, is I'm not about to walk around fucking LA, and be like, "Bitch, you got that overbite? Yeah, you look super nice." It's like, what, you, what you mean? Nobody like me? I was like, "No, um, bitch, I love that." Nobody like me. Ain't nobody like y'all. Got say you've been watching me for quite a while, and I don't even know why. Because girl, you he's like, let me say, you ain't got dick sucking. You got that overbite, baby. <laughs> you gonna it, you gonna graze the top of my dick perfectly fine with that big ass upper lip. <laughs> small teeth, an overbite. Girl, you all gums and all you, overbite. You're all gums Look and at all. You. I call you juicy fruit because you just all gums, baby. Oh, What's up? No. <laughs> like, but wait. I mean, like, I'm trying to think if there is. I'm trying to think of like all of my friends that are good at it and like what qualities they have. And maybe it's not physical. Maybe it's mental. I think you know determination. 
Definitely. A girl with lower self-esteem that feels like she's got to like really prove herself. Um, enthusiasm. Man, I mean, you. I'm pretty sure you you already know this too. Like when you, or maybe you even know girls like this who now they're getting a little older. And now you're seeing all their insecurities come out because the girls who I know that predicated everything about who they are based on their looks, they can't stand aging right now. Oh, they cannot I never stand, thought about that. They cannot stand it. And, I, and I'm seeing them crumble and starting to like a little bit break my heart a little bit because they have so much to offer aside from their looks. But because of how people treated them based on their looks, they can't look past that. Right, they just see. Oh, look at this! Look at this! Look, nobody fucking cares. Yeah. And also, you're like a 35 year old woman. You're supposed to age a little bit. You still look fucking amazing. Yeah, and they they didn't. And you know, the other thing is, is like some of them because they got by so much on their looks. It was like not not saying it was intentional, but it was like why enhance yourself in other areas? Why work on yourself further? You know, I like I always thought I was so fucking ugly, but like now, like I don't wear I don't even wear like makeup. I have on like mascara and like a little bit of eyebrows. Like I used to wear a lot of foundation because I have like terrible acne scars but then i realized like the foundation is not gonna fill in the craters that's it this is what your girl looks like take it or leave it but because i hated myself so much (laughs) i I had to like i had to get funnier i had to get good at video games i had to have other things that made me better yo i'm telling you man like people who were like the most fucked up looking when they were younger and they figured out how to become pretty later they're the best right because if you see some of these like girls and you're like yo this girl because there's girls who are pretty and they're fucking bitches, but there's also really beautiful. I mean, I'm probably I say a great handful of them are beautiful women with great personalities because nobody was really born with this concept that they were always beautiful unless somebody told it to them constantly and treated them that way. Exactly. Right. Because mm-hmm. I know some people come on, like, you know, these girls that were just busted when they were younger. <laughs> and then you're like, you meet them now and they're like, well, they're really pretty. Look at their personality. They still got their busted girl personality. Mm-hmm. The same thing with dudes. Like the dudes that were fucking like the dweeby, nerdy, like didn't oh, know yeah. how to keep them. And then when they get older, they still have their better personality because they had to work on something outside their looks mm-hmm. and they kept all those great traits. And, it, and it's not. And actually, now that you say that, I was thinking about this the other day. It's not just women. It's dudes, too. Why do you think you see girls like pretty girls with really attractive guys when they're like in their 20s? But then when they're like in their 30s, they're still with good looking dudes. But it's not the jock anymore. Yeah. It's not the hottest dude in the room because we realize, OK, we need a little bit more to go with this. You know, yeah. my different phases were like, OK, I had to date the guy that I thought was the hottest because it was arm candy and mm-hmm. it was going to make me feel better about myself because I got him. Yeah. And then it was, oh, okay, I'll date the cute guy that's kind of funny. And now I'm like, do you have a job? <laughs> do you have a job? Do you do you have a good personality? And then we go to the looks. Yo, it's because of those looks because they go like this. You know, and people say this shit too. Because of this like look thing that mm-hmm. causes that, once again, like I mentioned before, a certain like type of like metric and value, they go, oh, I'm a dope person. I deserve somebody who looks better than this person. Mm. And that's what you think when you're younger. Mm. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm out of this person's league. Yeah. You know, and to that, like everybody felt that way when they're younger. And that's why when you get older, you mature. It's like, yeah, like, of course, we still want the person that we're with to be attractive. That's a given. Yeah. That's, it's human fucking nature, right? Peacocks choose fucking other peacocks because their fucking feathers are nice and big and shite. Shite. I said shiny and bright, mm. you know, and we have still those type of animal instincts right same thing when it comes to somebody the way they look their weight whatever right it's like a survival instinct that's something that can't be denied here's the thing though because we're smarter human beings we can put other factors in there right because like for me i thought i was gonna end up with a fuck either number one light-skinned black girl number two curvy latina or number three (laughs) angry vietnamese girl (laughs) 
<laughs> that's it. That's all I thought. That's all I thought I was going to end up with, right? But I ended up with a very cute Korean girl, mm. right? Just very spry, very sprightly, super clean, very innocent, very kind. And I thought I was just going to end up with just this fucking spicy, saucy bitch. And I was like, <laughs> that's the type of women that I like. But it wasn't, right? Yeah. It's because I put that limit on myself. I mm. told myself that this is the type of woman that I deserve or that I wanted. And it wasn't the case. It's not even my fucking type. Like, I don't even know why I thought that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I discovered that, like, you know, I, I thought that I wanted the funny guy, the blah, blah, blah. But he's, like, you know, he's funny because he's probably got problems. And yeah. I don't know if he's worked through them or not. You know, like, and now I'm with somebody that, like, oh, my God, we have the best communication. Yeah. Like, the communication's fantastic. He's a nice guy. He's a good guy. Like, you know, same sense of humor. Not over the top. Like, you know, I wanted somebody that, like, personality-wise was, like, at, a, like, a 10, like, for craziness, humor, blah, blah, blah. You know, I got somebody that was a little more toned down but excelled in other areas. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's – and I didn't know that that's what I really wanted until, you know, you got it. You can't it. be with no crazy-ass loud dude. You already dude, there. You I, have, like, two fu- – that's, like, two sons oof. smashing into each other. Oof. I, <laughs> two sons. <laughs> You know what would happen? Uh, I've been, and I've been there before. It, it was crazy. It's, I've been there. I bet those fights were crazy, too, because it's just two intense people going at it. Like, what the fuck was that like? Uh, you know, so, you know, funny, like, my, my last relationship that made me not date anyone for four years, I was dating, I was dating this Korean dude named Esteban. From Argentina. Oh, there's a lot of Korean people in uh, in Argentina. Yeah. A lot. So and so um and his family his family had moved from Korea to Argentina and then for some reason they had to leave Argentina and come to the U.S. and they were so mad about it and they never they they would never like learn English and they didn't like any of the people here so I had to learn Korean so that I could speak to his mom and like watch like shows with her and shit like that. Can and, you like, speak Korean? I, I I can read like Hangul like pretty well but I can't really speak it anymore. Oh shit! That's fucking wild. How can you ever say that you're lazy? <laughs> I I know. I, I I used to love learning languages. Like when I was in high school, the first language I started learning was Vietnamese. Like I started watching Vietnamese, the most fucking difficult language. It's not that difficult. The, it's just well, tonal. It's, it's hard to speak. It's easy to learn because like what I love about like Vietnamese and a lot of Asian mm. languages is that there's no separate term for this, that, your, that. It's it's just one thing for an object over there. Right. Right. And so that's what I like. But pronouncing it was very difficult. You chose oh. a language that sounds like somebody talking while they're drinking water. I, <laughs> I, well, you know why? Because I used what to watch this. <laughs> I used to watch this show called Noivian. And it was like it was called Mystery Person. And so like they would. Yo, did you watch Paris by Night, too? Cause if no, you... I didn't. What is that? I don't Paris know. by Night is like the, it's like Vietnamese Grammys that they have. Oh, it's dude. in Vegas. They had the show in Vegas. Dude, Vietnamese shows are the shit. Yo, like it's so funny, they too. Are. So Joe actually based one of his characters, uh, Uncle Chen, off of a character that was on Paris by Night. And Paris by Night was like a music concert, like Grammys thing that would happen like 17 times a year. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, that, that, that is a Vietnamese. Me shit too. Yeah. It is good, but it's like it's so good. Oh, you gotta watch Noid, dude. That's like it's the best show. I don't know why they didn't bring it to America yet. Look, let me tell you the concept. All right, look, <laughs> let me tell you. So it's a show where they have like these five judges, and then they put three people on stage, and they say one person is a flamethrower. And so they have to ask the three people different questions and they have to figure out who's actually the mystery person huh. and who like really doesn't do it. And it, it's just so outlandish. It'll be like some crazy shit, like somebody that used to be a Russian spy and they like won't look anything like it. I love that shit. So what? yeah, no, I, I used to watch that show a lot. And so I just decided I wanted to learn Vietnamese and then I really liked learning languages and stuff. And like, so what, are you fluent in any of them? No, I just started learning them as a hobby. I started doing Spanish like six months ago because I thought that it would be like, 
tactical, and I just didn't enjoy it. So I just never. That's the thing. You have it. to enjoy it. Yep. Or it's, it's damn near impossible yeah. to learn. And, and you you also have to use it. Otherwise, you just completely lose. But language. Spanish is mad useful here, though. Like I could have used it today. Somebody was helping me move my bed into my place, and I wanted to like talk to him so bad because he looks so friendly, but he didn't speak any English. And I just like. <laughs> C. That's all I got. All I got is C. I'm like, ah, C. Like, I know how to fucking do like an East LA accent, but that's not going to help him. You know what I mean? I can't be up to him and say, like, hey, Vato, just put it in the fucking corner and shit, eh? I mean, he, no, I don't, yeah, I don't know. There's, I, I wish that I had learned it so that I could like speak to people. I just, yeah, I can't. And then also the thing is, is I loved learning languages, but when it actually came to speaking to somebody, I would get so shy. You got to let go of that shit. Yeah. Because I've been reading books on how to learn languages. And, uh, and apparently that's one of those things. Like yeah. You have to let they, every single uh, like forum that I've read, they said you have to get rid of that notion that you're going to sound and look stupid because yeah. you are. That's true. And you just have to accept that. But people will correct you and then you move on. So for me, I, I'm supposed to learn Japanese by this year. And I was supposed to start in January 1st. It is now almost March. You need help, dog? Like I, I need to learn Japanese. Like cause, Why? Because, well, Mariel speaks Japanese. So she speaks Japanese, Korean, uh, Mandarin, and English. Oh! Yeah. yeah, fluently, and oh she could also she could god. also read and write in all of them. Oh my god, a polyglot! Yeah, dude, I would be down to learn Japanese. I I will ride with I you. I want I want to go to Japan and then just fucking. Well, for me, it would I'd look Japanese, but see, for you, I want you to scare the fuck out of somebody. <laughs> just coming in hot, fluent. Yeah, just like oh, what the fuck? But they do have a lot of like people in Japan that are like a, like mixed race, and it it just shocks the fuck out of them. Mm, yeah, I can see yeah. that. It, yeah. Like it's. But you're Japanese size though. You're like what five two. I'm like five feet tall. Well, oh. I came in with heels, oh, so that's I was why, huh? like a little taller today. That's yeah. right. You're like a Japanese basketball player. That's like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I play. I, I'm like five feet tall, dude. Damn, you fucking bite size as shit. I know. I think that's why I have Napoleon complex. That's why I'm so loud. Oh, maybe I gotta that- make up for my short stature because you know, like tiny girls, like we. We like we're loud. We're very like dominant. Yo, man, there's like there's this one girl back in Sacramento. I mean, we're still friends to this day. She's a little Vietnamese girl. Her name is Tuyet. This bitch, fucking in high school, used to be so fucking loud. She's she's a lot more mellow now, but she was so fucking loud and so physically aggressive. Like it, like we would clown on her for a little bit, and she would full on throw blows at oh us, my like God. big ass bombs. And she think she would think it's funny because she's small, but she got fucking bricks for fists. <laughs> And I'm waking up the next day like bruised. It looks like I was in an abusive relationship. My dad's like, where'd you get those bruises? I can't tell him it's from a fucking little Vietnamese girl. I'm like, where'd you get that? Was from this fucking guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I came up to me. I was like, what's up, cuz? And I started throwing gang signs. You know? Is she still but, super aggressive now? Huh? I, not anymore. She's, she's a lot more mellow. But Tiet cracks me up. Tiet, if you ever watch this, I'm not making fun of you, but I kind of am. Like, <laughs> Tiet, this girl's so fucking funny in high school. Uh, so Tiet. She has like a, a, a bit of an accent. Like she 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 has like a Vietnamese accent or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not even sure if it's a Vietnamese accent per se, but it's it's a little bit of like I I, I don't want to say it's a speech impediment, but it kind of is. But <laughs> and, and, I have never heard anybody refer to an accent as a speech impediment. It's, it's not like I'm trying to think, like, you know how sometimes my like southern accent kind of slips uh-huh. out if somebody was like, oh, well, Bose has got a little bit of a speech impediment. No, <laughs> Like, Tia doesn't sound like this. She's not sounding like, hey, what the hell, man? So you want to go eat some food later? Like, maybe, uh, hey, David, I haven't seen you long time no see. Like, she's not saying that type of shit. You know, she's not like, Joy, oh, like, I haven't seen you so, so long time. 
you know, <laughs> she's not she's not doing that. You know what I mean? But I think it's because like in her household, they speak mainly Vietnamese. But obviously, when she goes to school, everybody speaks English. So she never got to learn both languages very well. So she's she's a man without a land. So she doesn't have. She's a man without a land. <laughs> like so, she basically, you know, I I heard that her Vietnamese her accent is great, but she's not very she's it's not prolific as it should be. For somebody who doesn't speak English as well. But this bitch in high school, man, like I remember like I could not – I had I had, I had already had trouble understanding her then. And so when, when we were in school, we were learning something about immigration and I told her this shit. We were, in, we were at lunch and then we were – and they were, people didn't know that I was an immigrant, that I wasn't born here. Like my first language was Korean and then um, I became a citizen like maybe like 10 years ago. Yeah. So we were all talking and then they were like, yo, so – you know, David, when did you come to America? I was like, I came here when I was like two and a half years old, three years old or whatever, something like that. And they're like, oh, cool, cool. And I looked at Tiet. I was like, Tiet, when did you come to America? And then she looks at me. She goes, David, so I was born here. <laughs> and first of all, I thought, I thought she was joking, right? So I fucking laughed at her face. Like she told the funniest joke. Yo, I thought she was being funny. So I went, ha ha, I started dying laughing. Like I was cracking the fuck oh, up. No. And she goes, David, so I'm saying I was born here. And I'm Does like, she always say your full name. Yeah, before- she, everybody that always says my full name. So good. So David, so I was I was born here. And I was like, bitch, you are so fucking funny. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. You and your jokes. What you talking about? You ain't born. And she goes, I was born. And then my friend Phoebe, she grabs me. She goes, David, she was actually born here, actually hurting her feelings. Oh my God. And then you would think that would get me to stop, but I couldn't stop laughing because of how, <laughs> how much I embarrassed myself. And so I just kept laughing in her face. And lo and behold, as I was walking, this bitch socked me and threw me into a bush. This girl would not stop putting hands on me, dude. Like, if she was a guy, I, we would have traded blows. Like, she was so fucking... That is She was so fucking physically aggressive. I shit you not. I once saw my friend in his white Honda Accord. He ran from one side to the other, and he fucking WWF drop kicked her outside <laughs> the other side of the door because she wouldn't leave his car. Like, she's that type of aggressive. Like, people would drop kick her like it's nothing. Yo, shout outs to Tiet, dude. That was a... Uh, wait, so I just thought about something. Wait, how much time we got? Because, we, got we got as much time as you want. Well, because I got one more story. Go tell me. Because I told you I was going to tell you about the, the bitch. Oh, yeah. Yo, so check this out. So, oh, my God. Yo, we were, we were on twatters, right? <laughs> we were on the twatters, right? And I read this tweet that just fucking, number one, made me laugh. And number two, had me mad and irritated. And it was basically, you know, I'm going to let you tell the fucking story because it's so ridiculous. I'm going to tell the backstory. Okay, go ahead. Because I wish I could type all this out, but I didn't. So, so I told you that I work with like a lot of like, you know, uh, attorneys and stuff. There's, um... There's a group of like newer attorneys. They're basically like the baby lawyers. And uh-huh. they, they throw parties and like mixers and stuff. So this shit makes me so mad. Okay. Okay. So so um, it's the first mixer. And remember, I've been at this company for like a little over two months now, I want to say. Yeah. And um, I'm running the marketing department, but we don't have an individual like social media person. And so I'm like, well, I know that these events have, you know, 80 to 100 people that attend. I need those fucking pictures. And I'm going to go there, drink, eat, be married, take the pictures, get paid, get out, you know? Yeah. So um, I get there and I sit down and like I'm early. Like I'm like 30 minutes early. So I start setting up. I have to put the sign up that's like, you know, photo- you know the legal shit. Like photography will be used for this. If you enter, you, you consent, you yeah. know? I'm setting up and then I, I, you know, I get a glass of wine, order some food and I'm chilling. <clears throat> and, uh, and then the people start rolling in. Yeah. 
And I start, I start rolling around, like walking around and like snapping some pictures and like none of my pictures really looked good and it was kind of dark in there. And that's when it hit me. I was like, damn, I got to ask people like, hey, can you pose for a picture? And like, you know, I'm used to like me, you know, somebody like posting yeah, a picture the of me end. or something, you yeah. know? And then, and so like, and I'm also like kind of, you're, I'm kind of like, I don't want to say a shy person, uh-huh. but like, I don't know how to approach people that I don't know. I'm afraid of rejection. So it's yeah. hard for me to approach people that I don't know. You know, yeah. somebody I'm comfortable with, I'm like, ah, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, so, so I'm sitting there at the table and I start looking around. I'm like, shit, I got to like talk to some people. And I see this group of girls and they're like, real, they're really good looking. Like they have huh. a great look for camera. They would be perfect for like holding their drinks and like, oh, we're having a nice time. And so like, I'm awkward and I'm nervous. <laughs> and I think maybe I showed weakness. So I sat there for a second and I was like, um, damn, I gotta talk to them. I gotta talk to them. No, don't, no, don't. And then I was like, no, just get up on this shit. Do your job. Get your pictures. Like, yeah. let's fucking ride. And so I get up and I was like, I was like, hey, can I get a picture of you guys for social media? And then this girl looked at me and she was like, can you? And excuse me? I was like, David, it, in my head, the situation was gonna play out. Oh, yes. Pose next group of people. And so, like, I just fucking wait. Froze. Her response was, Oh, can you? As if she's a fucking annoying teacher? I, can you? What do you mean, can you, bitch? You trying to get fucking cut? Oh, no, it gets worse. <laughs> so she, and so I'm, at that point, I, I ha- my confidence was shattered. I crumbled because I was not expecting that. So I go to what I've done for the past 20 years. I go to comedy. And so I just say, yeah, if I click this button, I can. <laughs> that's dope. And so I'm like, you know, that's, that's, that's my save, right? And so then she's like, um yeah you can take our picture and she's this one's the prettiest one out of all of them right and uh, she's like yeah you can take my picture but i'm a headhunter can you tag my or she's like i'm a headhunter is that okay and i was like i i don't i was like i don't know what that is and then this other girl looks at me and she's like you don't know what a headhunter is and she's like it's uh basically a person that tries to steal lawyers from other firms and bring them to another firm and they get the referral fee and i was like oh Okay, because like, you know, I'm working for like a firm and like an organization. So I'm like, oh, oh, shit. And so I just say, oh, I don't know the protocol for that. And she was like, really? Well, can you tag my headhunting firm? Is it can you do that? And I'm just like kind of just like backed into a corner at this Yo, point. Yo, that's when you fucking get a fucking glass of red wine <laughs> was- and you fucking splash it. Okay, I'm not even going to let me let me just tell you real quick. All right. <laughs> Number one, by the voice that you use, she sounds El Blanco. Okay? Because that sounds like some El Blanco shit. For you people out there that don't know Spanish, broken Spanish, that's white. (laughs) With a capital H. You know what I'm saying? Because that's like some like hoity-toity, I'm better than you type of shit. Yeah. Does she not know that her people owe you reparations? Does she (laughs) She, not? She looked like she had a little spice in her, but for the most part, yes. And like she was like. She was very attractive. Give and so fuck what you look like, bitch. You don't talk to me like that. I will slash your fucking tires and tell you the neighbor did it, bitch. <laughs> David. The fuck? So like at this point, I'm just broken. Yeah. Okay. Like I have like I did not expect this conversation to go this way. And it's just taking a hard left. And so like I'm very nervous. And so like I kind of get quiet for a second and I'm processing. And I didn't say this, but I looked at them and I'm like, oh, they're pretty. This makes sense. They're not attorneys. They're supposed to be hot so that they get the attorneys. Uh. And so in my head, I'm like, yeah, they're definitely headhunters. And then she just like, and she's still looking at me and she's like, you're not an attorney, are you? 
And I'm Oh, oh now we trying to be classist? Oh, I'm not. Oh, now you oh, trying you now you trying to put me in a category like I'm not worth your fucking time? Mm, she's Oh, David, it gets worse. Has the bitch ever got backhanded with some fucking baby powder before? <laughs> Dude, that's why I said I think I showed weakness cuz I should have been able to handle this. You know, you know when like after something bad happens, you're in the shower, you're like, I should have said this. I should have done this. I should have, you know. I played that I woke up at 4 a.m. after this happened in a cold sweat. So, so that so that she's like, you're not an attorney, are you? And I was like, oh, I was like, no, I'm in marketing. And she said, oh, so you're just here to take our photos. And and that's when I short circuited and I was like. And I turned around and I sat back at my table. And here's the worst part, David. How you don't let somebody talk to you like that? I, I, I broke. I completely broke. No, no, no. But the, the here's so we're getting there. So, but the worst part about it is when I turned around to sit at my table, the tables were this style. They were like benches. So my table was about four inches away from my table. So when I turned back around, I sat literally basically next to her at a table with like this much space away. And I was just staring at my glass of wine. And I was like, so these were the first people I had approached to take pictures. And I was like, oh my god <laughs> i and so i was just like fucking traumatized so then some other girl was really nice and like came over and like talked to me for a while and then um and then uh later on this guy that was like the president of the young lawyers or whatever he had come over and talked to me and he was like oh you had a fantastic presentation today i want you to meet these people and i looked over and i could see this bitch and i was like you hear this you hear this yeah. shit you know you hear that fucking great white bitch yeah you great white with your bitch. fucking jagged ass teeth and your pointed ass oh. nose your fucking anglo-saxon slut dude so that is what happened before that so for y'all that don't know so that that was it for that interaction. So the, and yeah. remember, there was three girls. So the one was the real, real bitchy one, and then she had another friend. And, ju- and because they just wanted to put that little that little sizzle, that little fucking nail in the coffin to fuck me up, when they were like leaving, I was standing there talking to somebody, and she just pulls my shoulder back, and she was like, "Um, can you can you delete any photos that you have of me?" Hold on, she touched you. Oh, she pulled my shoulder Bitch, you, back. You do not. Okay, first of all, uh, let, let's just let's just put this as a precursor. If you put your hands on somebody that you don't know and it's not in a friendly way, expect to get the fucking cat claws. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm saying cat claws because I'm a little bitch. You know what I'm saying? I would say lion paws, but that's not gonna happen. I got cat claws. You about to get sliced? Like I, I really wish that I had just. I would have just been like, help you. Yeah, but what'd you do, Dan? Dude, I, I mean, and she came at me so fast. She like pulled my shoulder back and she was like, um, can you delete any photos that you have on me that you guys are posting? Um, I, I, I have an agent and I usually get paid for endorsements because I have over 5,000 followers. And I was like, oh, okay. 5,000 followers. <laughs> oh, you show, you're so precious. You have 5,000 followers. Ooh, so. You don't know who the fuck you were talking to, did you? You fucking cut back. Five thousand followers, and I'm not. I'm not knocking people who who, who work towards having five thousand. But if you're somebody with then, followers, then you're gonna like flash that, and you're gonna be rude to somebody with that. And so, and so, okay. So y'all that don't know, but this is how the conversation went because I had to condense it for Twitter. I said, "Oh, okay." I was like, "It's kind of dark in here. Can I have your social media tag so that I can identify you in photos?" Yeah. And then she gave me her tag, and I said, "Okay." I'll drop you a follow too. Yeah. Oh <laughs> shit. And so, and so, like, 
like you guys don't know like i have i have like like i think like 160,000 followers or something like that like but and so like i and i don't i don't care about that shit yeah but in this situation it mattered it had to be done this was god's work i had to do it so so after she left I never followed somebody so goddamn fast in my fucking life. So I, and so just, so I followed her on the firm's account and I followed her on my account just so like it didn't look, so it looked a little more friendly. Like I was yeah. like, oh yeah, man, I'm following you, you know? Yeah. And, and I left it overnight and then the next morning I woke up and I got scared because like she's like, she's connected. I, I was afraid that she was going to like call my boss and make some petty shit up or do yeah. something. So I ended up unfollowing her, but I know she saw that shit. And also to be fair, she had 7,200 followers. Oh, 7,200. So that allows you Dude. to be a bitch to it, people. Oh, but I know because, she saw it. I know. Oh, of she course did, she David. saw it. Oh, of course she, she did. She, <laughs> she pulled out that number saying, look, not only am I a headhunter, Right, I'm not only am I a fucking headhunter, which by the way, bitch, that means you're oh. also not a fucking lawyer. No, no, you no. cunt back. She actually was a she was an attorney. Like she she said to me like afterwards, she was like, no, I am just kidding. I am an attorney. Like she was just being a fucking bitch, you know. So why did you so not was, put hands on her? Because <laughs> I I couldn't even stay. Yo, next the time bitch. that happens, you call me up, right? Because I still got a little boobletts. I just gotta I just gotta push bra this shit up. And then, I got a long fucking wig, and I'm putting hands on her. Dude. I can just see you just pulling her face like this, and just boom. And then she's like, "Who are you, don't. you fucking big bitch? I'm a UFC fighter, ho. Like, what's good? And I still got my balls, bitch. My favorite. I'm Fallon thing. Fox, ho. My favorite thing about this was that Gio, uh, Gina everybody like because we have a group chat like yeah. we have a group chat that we like talk about shit and everybody came down they were like bose who is this bitch and i was like if i was petty enough we were all about to come down on her like every single one of us just go i just was waiting Dude, i people, wanted to like a picture and just yo like, i'm talking pick. about people like that have never been checked in their life and Woo. people like that also grew up in a way where everybody treated them special because they think that their fucking shit don't mm-hmm. stink they think that they shit fucking diamonds well guess what bitch bullets don't discriminate no. Oh my god. You know what I'm saying? A backhand feel the same way on everybody's fucking left cheek, you fucking dumb hoe. Oh, this is what I'm saying. Like, this is, that's the exact type of person I fucking hate. Like, never once in my life have I ever flexed that I had certain, the one time I actually flexed on it, well, I flexed on a fucking 80 year old grandpa that was fixing my camera. Right? So, this is what happened. Let me tell you this. I've used my fucking following. I flex this shit (laughs) hard. Oh no. So, I went to this dude. Out in uh, in the K-Town area that fixes cameras and stuff, right? Really sweet dude. But he has this really dope camera shop that has a lot of vintage shit. And I wanted to take a picture of it. Now, this is amazing. And so I, I whip out my camera to take a photo. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Because I was going to give him a five-star Yelp review, which I don't do Yelp, right? Because so I was trying to do a good deed. Yeah. But he just comes up to me and he goes, excuse me, sir. Do I, uh, do I just walk into your house and start taking photos? And I looked at him and I was like, David, use your phone. Yo, that's the shit that popped in my head. I was like, oh, I have, at this time, I was like, I have like 200,000 followers. I was just going to give you, you know, like good press. Like it's, you know, because I wanted to take the photo of his place because it looks so awesome. And he goes, does it look like I care? And I was like, "Mm, oh, no. Checkmate. Oh, no. And I said, delete the photo. And I deleted the photo. (laughs) I like how he said, do I come into your house? Yeah. Photos. I'm like, "Mm, this man has a point. It is his place. Yeah, you know, like, dude, like, we live in a little social media bubble where, like, you know, like, we we are. I I almost said woke, but is there a better word than woke? Awake. 
we are we are awake and yeah. we know that that shit doesn't matter but then there's still some people that are trapped in the bubble and some people forget that there's this other community that doesn't give a shit how many followers you have yep they don't give a shit the one time i used it was on an 80 year old man because i like the way he fixed my cameras and all the only reason why is that i just wanted to take a photo of his place because i liked it to give him a yelp review yeah i flexed on that bitch hard though yeah i sure did I, you you, you didn't flex hard enough though i would have fucking flexed so fucking hard my t-shirt would have came off that shit would have tore up in a million shreds i always I say crumbled, David. i crumbled i really did too i sure did, did you, i'm a headhunter like, i'm like oh my god you suck dick <laughs> You know, so, you know, I have you ever been slapped before? Mm-hmm. Mm, I've been slapped by friends, but not not like in a confrontation. You, okay, though. yeah, because there's a lot of people that I believe have never been slapped before. I've been slapped before. That bitch has <laughs> never been slapped, I'm, dude. Yeah, no, I actually funny story. I got into like I remember I got into <laughs> when I was like 13. Yeah. I was at the arcade, right? And there was this girl. Her name was Louisa. She she still follows me on Instagram. We cool now. Hey, Louisa. Yeah. Um, but uh, she. We were in the arcade and like we had some beef on MySpace uh-huh. and like I was walking away and she was like, I thought so. And like hard R. Like she was she was Latina and she what? hit me with a hard R. Right. And so and guess what I did, David? I turned around. I was like, what the fuck did you say, bitch? What? I hit her. Well, David, next thing you know, I was on the ground and Louisa had taken her metal bangle bracelet and flipped it over her fist and was hitting me in the face with it. Repeatedly. Was Louisa born in a prison? I did she also did she <laughs> did she did the bitch also fucking squeeze out a shank out her puss? Oh like the God. fuck? It was the mo- and it was a plastic bracelet too. Yo, who she- the, how old was she? Like seven? We were dude, we were like 12, 13, 14, Thir- maybe. That bitch was born in prison. Her father also has 12 <laughs> face tattoos. That that's not a normal fucking bitch. Well, you know what I learned from that is that you can call me whatever you want and I'll just keep walking. And her name is Louisa. That sounds like a big bitch too. Oh yeah, but I mean it was the bracelet, man. It was the bracelet. And I I remember mall security pulled us apart and I remember the security guard said uh he was like, "Well, I guess we know who won that fight." Damn. <laughs> Let me tell you up, something. When you fu- naming your fucking uh, Latina child Luisa is like naming your white girl fucking Bertha. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you already know what the fuck that woman That's looks like. That's a strong like. name. That's a strong That's ass a, fucking that big is a Bertha. Strong name. Lazy Luisa. They they were like, let's take the name Lewis and make it feminine. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like. You know what you do with people though, like that that one fucking lawyer, right? That acts super smart. So this is what I used to do. I don't do it anymore. Now I just let things slide. But I act. I try to act as dumb as possible so they can educate me on stuff and have them constantly explain things to me. So for example, she goes, "You don't know what a headhunter is," and I'd be like, "You're a stripper." <laughs> David, I brought like. Right? Tell, have you ever had a situation? Because like normally, like I'm quick. Like I'm ready. Like yeah. you know, I'm I'm fucking I'm ready to yeah. go. But like, girl, yeah, I I've blast. I've had that like when I couldn't process what was going on, and then after <laughs> I processed it, I'm like, hold on a second, I just got I just got slighted, I just got finessed. Yeah, somebody like, fucking just gave me the fucking French glove backhand to the face, and that's only after. But usually when somebody comes at me like they're smart and they're better than me, then I, I fucking show up. Where it's like yeah. I, I become the bumpkin and I just have them try to explain things to me. Like, for example, this is just a quick story. There was this dude that my manager introduced me to. This fucking guy, slick back hair, fucking sweater around his neck, tucked in shirt. He he worked for like an insurance company and he was uh, he was a coworker of this dude I knew named Malik. 
And so the guy just he's over here just talking about his his fucking fancy fucking world he grew up in. And mind you, when I first came to L.A., I was super confrontational, like hyper confrontational. And so the guy just comes up and he goes, oh, you know, I've just been traveling across the world. He goes, I, I went to uh, what's it was it? Uh, beer fest or where's that shit in what's that shit beer in Germany fest. yeah, yeah. Oktoberfest yeah Oktoberfest he goes he goes oh I went to Oktoberfest and I was like what's that and he goes you don't know what Oktoberfest is in Germany I was like what <laughs> he was like Germany the country and I was like I don't I don't I don't know what are you saying and then my manager's literally punching me in the leg he's like stop and, and I'm stop like, it because <laughs> I'm like you know I'm that's like, some mom shit too stop it yeah he's telling me to stop <laughs> right because you know he's introducing me to these people you know they have a lot of money oh my god and he, he was like okay well I'm traveling a lot to different worlds like you know it's really opened up my mind and stuff he's like well when you get there you'll probably do it too I was like get where he goes he goes where you're, where I met Germany <laughs> just sitting there just constantly doing this and he's getting fucking irritated and the whole time I he's so mad at yeah. you. And this whole time he's trying to tell stories to everybody around the table after he just like talked to me like I'm a peasant and I'm just overly laughing at everything that he's doing. So he's just telling a story. He'll just be like, oh yeah, so me and my, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I have to because he treated me like I was trash. And I was like, you, if you're trying to embarrass me, I can embarrass, I can out embarrass whatever you're going to do to me. And so like I used to be that type of guy. It's like if if you do something where you make me feel like I'm beneath you, we got a fucking problem. Oh yeah. Like you could be disrespectful, you could call me fat fuck whatever. That's fine. But when you treat me like I'm a class beneath you, that's when I get fucking mad because I, yeah. there's a lot of personal shit with that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Specifically number 1, I didn't grow up with a lot of fucking money. And I didn't realize how poor I was until I went to college. Cuz mm-hmm. everybody's poor where I grew up. Yeah. We just were all broke fucking kids. It yep. didn't fucking matter. There was no class issue there but i went to college i first experienced that shit and that shit used to make me mad and it brings up those type of feelings mm-hmm. so that whole fucking dinner i was just i was just riding his ass i guess is that what is that is that a saying i was riding his riding, fucking ass riding riding his dick i, I was and i was playing with the fucking the ridges <laughs> on his butthole that's what i was doing i think that's the saying no yeah no i'm in the same boat you know next time we do this i gotta start reading you some of my bitchy emails from work because i got some like I like I I I do not tolerate some stuff. Mm-hmm. I you know like where I work right now there's like a I work with some people where occasionally they're kind of more the outsource people. They like to make a lot of excuses. And like when you ask them something, they'll just like make a bunch of excuses. Yeah. And then and then usually people respond to their excuse and then they respond to that with an excuse. And I learn that I just need to ask them the fucking question again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna add and and like and then it just and then it just all dissipates. So I have some very petty people. Ooh, we I'm gonna share that one day. I gotta I'm, see all that it's shit, dude. Fu- it's people fun. are fucking fascinating. Oh, Yo, so we were fun. talking for an hour and a fucking half. I know. Yo, we could go on for fucking. I know. Days. That's why I said. That's why I said we're gonna have to hit the Yo, hard too. I know, but I'll tell you this though, Bose, you are welcome anytime. Just because Aww. number one, you and I, we fucking chop it up. I gotta tell you, there's a lot of people that come on JK News, and there's only a few people that I hyper connect with, and you're definitely one of them. Yes. Bitch. it's because we're real it's because yeah. we're authentic people and i think that we feel that like authenticity and so it's like like when you yeah. speak i don't i don't have to process anything that you say mm-hmm. through a filter you know yeah. i'm like what david's saying to me is exactly what he means whereas some people i have to look for their motive or why they're saying this or yeah. doing something you know and so like we get to just talk in free flow yeah, i'm pretty sure you might be like me too where all of our group of friends like the people that we connect with and we fuck with they're all different human beings too mm-hmm. like you can't really put us into like a small group and say like these people will probably hang out with these type of people yeah it's because the only fucking uh requirement that i have to connect with somebody is that you have to be a genuine honest person you could be a gamer you could be this and i don't give a fuck as mm-hmm. long as you're a real person and then we we kind of get along and we we get a that's that's all that yeah is required because like you said i don't got to figure out what your motives are you're just you 
Yeah. And now I can make the choice of whether I fuck with you or not. Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm saying, you invite it anytime. I fuck with you, man. Yeah, we got to call this section Spilling the Motherfucking Tape. <laughs> I love the shit. But anyways, guys, you guys could check Genius Brain Podcast on uh, iTunes, CastBox, Spotify, any kind of audio platform out there. Go ahead. Give us a thumbs up on the video. Share the fucking video. Share the audio stuff because we're having more of these type of conversations just because, you know, it's fucking fun. And where can they find you, Bozy Bozy? Oh, uh, I'm just really on Instagram now. But like, look, Big Boss Bose or on Twitter. Sometimes I talk shit. Like like every two months, I'll pop in and like talk some shit. Follow her on Twitter. It's hilarious. <laughs> 